Hi, my name is Traven Rice. I am the co-founder and arts and culture editor of The Lowdown here on the Lower East Side, and we are at PNT Knitwear in their wonderful community podcasting studio. And I'm here with Destiny Mata. I'm very excited to talk with Destiny. Uh, Destiny is a Mexican-American photographer and filmmaker based in native New York City, where you grew up. And um, she focuses on issues of subculture and community and uh, studied photography, photojournalism at LaGuardia Community College and San Antonio College. And I know you worked uh, for a couple years at the Lower East Side Girls Club. And you've been published in uh, New York Times, The Nation, Vice, Culture Crush, Teen Vogue, among others. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how, am I, how am I doing? <laughs> the list goes on. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm so honored that you could come and join us. So we are focusing on this new po podcast on what I hope is sort of a way of, of spotlighting culture changers and culture shift mm -hmm. um, in all different areas, but mm -hmm. obviously arts and culture. But, you know, I think uh, there's a rich history on the Lower East Side of all different types of, of art and culture. But I just, I, I found out about your work mm. um, when we, we learned about the, um, the Airstream, the trailer, uh, the free film project. That's which, still ongoing, honestly. It is? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm continuing it with um, Doril Initiative. So they're also like a nonprofit organization. Um, uh, they're also located in, in the Girls Club. But um, I had promised that I would do the project with them, and um, our our schedules conflicted. So I was like, okay, this summer, let's do it. So I worked with like forty kids from like elementary to high school. Wow! And it was I've never worked with that many kids all at once, but we did it. <laughs> That's amazing. So can you share a little bit about what the Free Film Project was and, and what, you know, yeah, what that I was mean, like for that you? Yeah, I that all came into fruition um, through an open call that I applied for. And um, I would thought it was a really great project to work with the neighborhood that I'm from and also collaborate um, with the Girls Club where I teach. Um, so I applied and I got to take over an Airstream that's also a dark room. Um, and the project is just an amazing way to like share stories and like hear more about the neighborhood. And I'm just excited that I was able to like be a part of it. But along with that, it's like this Airstream is traveling throughout the five boroughs. So right now it's in the Bronx. Um, and then a part of the project is they gave away uh, 100 free rolls of film to the neighborhood um, to tell their story about what that neighborhood means to them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so now it's in the Bronx and I believe it's going to Sunset Park next. So basically the idea was sort of like, this is, this is how people learn about original film, like old school film that you actually process <laughs> and develop and then just giving people an opportunity to learn how to use it, but also to tell to tell their own story ba basically by taking photos of their block. Yes. So it was cool because some of the girls um, documented some of the folks in the neighborhood. And then along with that, we stayed connected. And I like invited some of the people that they photographed into the Airstream to print their own photo. So like 
there's a, there was just like making that connection with everyone from like the moment we'd made the photo to like getting the person we made the photo of to come in and experience mm -hmm. it together. Mm -hmm. So um, it kind of felt like a little clubhouse towards the end because everyone felt so comfortable. Um, so we had like seniors in there. We had um, all types of people who were just like, what's going on? Because as time went on, the, the photos that we printed in the dark room, we started putting them up inside of the trailers that people were like, what are all these photos? Like we were tiling, covering up all the test prints, everything. Um, and people were just reminiscing. Like I have audio of just folks sharing their what a story about growing up on Avenue D mm -hmm. and um, how these images reminded them of back in the day. Well, you, yeah, so you mentioned your specific neighborhood. So can you share that specific environment and, and where you came from? I just feel like, so I grew up, I grew up throughout all the city, but Lower East Side is where I call home. Um, I feel like the brick buildings that you see throughout the city are like, for me, are like the heart and soul of the city. You know, it's a lot of working class folks, artists, educators. Um, and for me, I, I feel like it's important for me as a photographer, like to capture and preserve stories about where I'm from. Um, so I have been dedicating most of my life to documenting my neighborhood. It, it sounds like you've been doing it for a very long <laughs> yeah, time. Since, since I you were like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, so you just picked up a camera. And... I, no, actually, I come from a family of photographers. Uh, my grandfather was a wedding photographer. My aunt's a fashion photographer, and I am the document documentarian yeah. of the family. So yeah, no, I it's definitely just in my blood. Yeah, and you and you were teaching that at the girls' club, or teaching other things as well. Um, no, just Photog photo. Yeah, photo is my main love and focus and what's that experience been like for you working with the girls honestly working there like literally changed my life honestly because before that I was just I don't know I was kind of like where what is my purpose and being there like really brought brought me to life and like I don't know I had never taught before either they gave me the opportunity to do a workshop one summer and then it led into me being there like seven years later. Wow. <laughs> so uh, I really just enjoy being around the youth, like keeps me young, keeps me going. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I guess um, you could speak more directly to it, but I think my experience has been that, yes, we've made progress as women, but you know, there's still a lot of pressure and a lot of cultural mm. kind of stereotypes mm. and challenges, I think, still for women as far as deciding sure. what they want to do and feeling confident and mm -hmm. being independent. Did you, have you found that? I am lucky that I had a woman or my, my family, you know, as my uh, mentors and my, you know, person to encourage me growing up, like having my aunt, my mom, my mom was like an activist in her own right. Like just being surrounded by like strong women have always like gave me the confidence to be like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and I think just my love for my community, I literally like I'm always doing something, whether it's like with the girls at the girls club or 
working in like brooch houses over there, like doing whatever it may be, like back to school drive or like that, that just keeps me going. The love for my neighborhood. Yeah. I saw uh, you were involved with a, a project specifically around open space or public space. Yeah, so that started in, two. I think it was 2015. Um, I actually just saw a flyer in my building, and it was like, oh, there's this idea about creating an open space and, like, tearing down the fences. I'm like, that's an actually a great idea. Like, a lot of folks just hop over the fence and, like, you, you know, their dogs it's like a little dog run or like there's so much potential and like I don't why are there fences around there so it got me curious and I applied for the community organizer uh, fellowship and um, I got the fellowship and I've been a part of that project since then and now apparently it's gonna happen soon they're gonna, so they're gonna tear down the fences? they're gonna tear down the fences on um, Avenue D and 4th Street I believe That'll yeah, so huge. that's going to be the first location, and then hopefully that'll be like a ripple effect for like hopefully the rest of NYCHA developments. Mm-hmm. But I it's also like residents feel kind of like, why is this happening now, and why didn't it happen before? Sooner. So it's like, is this really for us, or is this for mm-hmm. what's happening here? So mm-hmm. I don't know, there's mixed feelings, and I honestly feel similar to that. It's like a catch-22. Because of how long it took? How long it took, but I'm just like, there's also the political world of, like, NYCHA developments. You know, they want to demolish the one in Fulton and Elliott houses. Like, you know, are those folks guaranteed an apartment back once it's rebuilt? So it's just like that. a lot of mistrust in NYCHA. Um, Even though the the project, um, the Open the Edge project is, like, NYCHA gave permission for it to, so it's kind of like not affiliated through NYCHA, it's like an outside thing, but it just gives that perception to folks, it's like, is this really for me? Right, <laughs> you know. Right. So it just, it's kind of like, I'm excited, but then I'm like, I don't know how, you know, hearing from my community, like feedback, it just like, some people are into it and some people aren't, but mm-hmm. you're not I mean, gonna like, <laughs> please everybody. everybody. <laughs> It sounds to me like there's plenty of reason um, for mistrust as, as mm-hmm. far as the history goes mm-hmm. and what people have been told and experienced exactly. um, going way back. So I also uh, got to see your lovely, uh, amazing exhibit that's happening. It's still up, I think, right now or no? Uh, With um, Clayton. Oh, okay. So yeah, the front door yeah. project. Yeah, I believe it's going to be up for some time now. I'm not sure when it's coming down, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I was just happy that I got to be a part of, you know, hearing the stories of actually the next generation of front door um, folks who are coming coming around. And, so this and is a project um, that was put on by Abrams Arts uh, Center. Especially this one is just Clayton. Like, I feel like people were confused. Because oh, we're because yeah. we're working on a front door project, okay. but that's like not connected to Abram. So this one was his work right. from the past. Right. Um, I was just there along the way, like when he was looking through photos and that kind of thing. But I thought that you your show um, Invisible Guides. So yeah, it was it, side by side. It right? was side by side. Okay, okay. I was confused. I was like, but my photos aren't his in his front door <laughs> yeah. about the front door. Yeah. So there was a it was a. There were two shows mm-hmm. that debuted at the same time publicly. 
as part of um, Photoville. Yes. And which is outdoor photo, like places around the city where they post photos from different photographers. And so Abrams, I think that was the affiliation, mm -hmm. my understanding yeah, was, yeah, yeah. posted some of his photos who we had on a couple weeks ago. Uh -huh. um, you know, some of his front door photos. And you, I, I heard you talking about him being a mentor in, like, in the neighborhood, but as well as your project called Invisible Guides, which yeah, I'd love to hear more that, about. I feel like so many things that I'm working or collaborating on have been like full circle moments. Um, this one was in collaboration with a Perfect City and Catcalling project. Um, and I got to work with families um, at the Urban Family Center. Um, and I got to work with them for like a couple of months and talking about like memory and safety and loss. It was very heavy, but um, I felt really connected because I have also been through the shelter system and I know how it's like to be in there and you know, just to have a space to just you know, be creative and like, it just feels like therapy. Like it was just a, an amazing like experience to like, I just learned so much from, from the project. And so it was just helping them learn to use the camera. So yeah, we did a lot of different activities. Like we used Polaroid camera. Um, during the time that I was doing the workshop, it was winter. So it was hard to like go out. There was a lot of like, young mothers with their bees, they didn't want to go outside, so we had to just, you know, I brought in a bunch of photo books, we learned about different photographers, like I definitely had Clayton's front door book out, I had um, Joseph Rodriguez, you know, I just, I brought my library to them, mm -hmm. and um, I just chose photographers that really focus on, like, you know, their neighborhood and communities, so it's a lot of inspiration, a lot of conversations, um, but, um, yeah, I think it was just a really great, also learning learning experience for me. I felt like I learned more from the the the, the mothers, mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to spend time with them, just as a way, it's sort of a tool um, as a way that they can express themselves and or just at least show a bit of their perspective. Yeah, we did a lot of like collaging. Um, and then there's a lot of times where they're like, I'm not a photographer. That was the first thing, you know, that they said when I met some of the women. They're like, I'm not a photographer. I'm like, okay, let me see your camera roll. And then I just see photos of, you know, their baby that they, I'm like, you are. Look at all these photos you took of your son. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, but it's not real photography. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> so um, a lot of the photos were made on their smartphones. And um, it was like a day in the light. One of the women focused on being a uh, new mother and um, documenting the day in the life of, of being a mother mm -hmm. from the perspective of her of her son's um, stroller. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really fun. And, and we went through the whole process. Like, I printed her photos out, and we, like, did the layout that the uh, exhibition was going to look like. So I think they had the whole process from, like, figuring out what they were, what, what they were going to say with their photos to, like, how they're going to exhibit them. Mm -hmm. so. And did you find, um, I mean, I, I don't know, I have had a little experience teaching filmmaking to certain groups. I found that the process is always amazing, but the sort of coming to some kind of conclusion where the work is actually shown and shared, to me, is sort of 
this empowering moment. Definitely. Yeah, I felt like, so one of the mothers who had like her photos shown the day in the life, her name's Asia. Um, when she went, she was like, wow, I didn't know it was going to be this big. Like, <laughs> and then just all the love and like people like seeing, you know, her work. Uh, she was like, this is like the best day ever. Like I've never done anything like this. And it was just a great moment too, because that week she had learned that she got an apartment. So it was just like a celebratory, celebratory moment for, mm -hmm. for everyone. So That's amazing. That's a really amazing gift. Um, so going forward, I know that you've got a lot of different projects always, it sounds like. But so what's happening at Governor's Island? So Governor's Island, um, the Girls Club has a house there. And we're exhibiting some staff, actually, staff art that is up and then along with some of the work the girls and neighborhood made um, with the free film project so that'll be up till october and there's a photo booth that my friend sinjin made that you can go and take some photos in the photo booth and then we have like a family photo album so you can leave a copy for memory for for us oh, and nice. our time there so Shout out to Sinjin. Really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and then what's happening? So what's, what's next this fall? Um, oh, my God. I'm, you know, like, I was reflecting on the way here, and I'm like, I have been focused on, like, four main projects in my life, one being my neighborhood, two being my family, three, um, my high school that I went to, City As High School. I've been like documenting their proms and graduation since like 2014. And then, wait, that was three or four? Okay, and then three. what's my four? What's my four? Oh, and my punk, and, and my punks, you know? So it's just like, it's just me living my life, but these are, these are photos and projects that I'm like dedicated and passionate about. Mm -hmm. So whatever I do, it's just me doing me and continuing to document mm -hmm. all of mm -hmm. those different elements of my life. Yeah, they're fantastic. I'm, I think they're really powerful and, and beautiful. Thank you. Um, so what, what, what would you, I don't know, what's the track you envision you know, yourself on going down the road and that you would hope to see well, as things continue <clears throat> in the neighborhood, but also for you? Well, for me, I think filmmaking is my next move in like my media making, um, I'm gonna, I'm focusing on a documentary um, about my high school, so that's the next like main hyper focused thing that I'm I'm doing and pursuing. And then as far as the neighborhood, uh, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing, like telling the stories mm -hmm. about what's happening. Like I've, I've been thinking about the East River a lot and. I haven't had a chance to like walk through the East River, but I definitely want to take some time to like document the, the like area, the new park, the new park. The yeah, 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 all the construction. Yeah, there, so there's a big reconstruction project happening mm -hmm. because of Sandy, which I know you also documented. Yeah, so I think to like go along with the, you know, sharing the story of what's happened, you know, to Sandy and how it's still affecting. Um, folks who live right along the water, which are NYCHA residents. Um, I want Were you living there when it I, happened? Yeah, yeah, I was living there. Um, and uh, just, you know, continuing to tell that story, like, hey, what's happening now? Like, mm -hmm. 
So how do you see it? How do you see what's happening now as far as the reconstruction and the and the protection from the flood? I mean, it's been a lot of years. I think I, I mean, I have seen change like in my building specifically, like we finally have a ramp for folks who are disabled to get it because that was an issue. Like when Sandy hit, I had neighbors like carrying you know, some of the seniors who are disabled, you know, downstairs because mm-hmm. they were stuck in their apartment all the way on the 14th floor. So, but also like having that accessibility now, it's like great for for them. Um, so yeah, I'm seeing some positive things happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've heard you mention that you are not always excited about documenting the negative side of the story. Yeah. Because you you do see that quite often. That is a lot of what we. But see. I feel like right now it's like I I need to share the negative side of the of the housing conditions mm-hmm. that are going on that have been going on. Um, like my neighbor just called me the other day and she's like, they found lead in my apartment and I have to like stay somewhere. Can I stay at your apartment for like ten days? And I'm like, why isn't Nitra putting you in a hotel somewhere? Like, mm-hmm. why do you have to call your neighbor right. to stay somewhere? Um, so she might be staying at my apartment. So that's where I'm at, at you know, photographing the, the interior of, of housing, the public housing. Great. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we're always happy to um, share, share photos whenever we can. And definitely always looking for photos from the neighborhood and people to contribute that way just yeah. to connect with different communities. So thank you. Keep it up. Keep up all the great work. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate um, you having me here. Oh, yeah. It was a delight. And we'll put some more photos on the lowdown as well. So Awesome. Keep us posted. Let us know how everything goes. I definitely will. Thank, thank you. you. And thanks for being here.